Today's episode is sponsored by Selena's Mexican Restaurant and Taqueria in Rochester, New York. Selena's is celebrating our 25th year in Rochester, and we are proud to continue offering fresh-made Mexican-inspired recipes that are affordable and served by Rochester's best. Check out our event space for private occasions, as well as our catering menu for groups of 10 to 2,000. Looking for something different to do? Selena's hosts monthly tequila tasting classes, as well as corporate team-building seminars. Check out the website to learn more, selenas.com. S-A-L-E-N-A-S dot com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jazzcast Pros. Welcome back to another episode of Getting Real with Bossy, the podcast that shows you what it's really like to be a woman business owner. How you doing, Kelly? Good. How are you? Good. How's work? (laughs) Work is okay. It's our busy season, so I'm excited about that. Marshall Street's about to celebrate her, his, their 13th birthday. Super excited about that. So we have a big celebration planned for tomorrow night. And then I'm going to take a nap and then uh, jump back into it on Saturday. Fun, fun. Yeah. So how about you? It's a little crazy. Still trying to manage that post-pandemic mm. business ownership and so still pivoting. And I am so just great. over it after three years. Mm-hmm. And now we're in a position where we have this opportunity to do a great thing that could change our lives forever. And the inability to find a balance at the business we've had for 13 years might put that at risk. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to figure out, do we stick with the business that's that we're in our 13th year on or do we say screw it all and just jump into this new opportunity, which I think could be amazing, or do we try to make it all work? Or because I've just listened to our last podcast episode where we interviewed um, our husbands, do we just jump into our retirement plan of our oh, record karaoke bookshop. store bookshop? Oh, yeah. Be amazing. It'd be so amazing. So relaxing. But I'm really excited to interview Leah today. Me too. So the nice thing about this, because not only is work um, chaotic and stressful and home is chaotic and stressful and my kids have a lot of chaos and stress right now that are difficult to meet. I am really excited to get a fresh perspective. I am too. I'm loving this new generation. Generation Was it Gen Z? Is it Z? I think it's Z. Alpha? Yeah. Z? No, I think my kids might be Alpha. I think, yeah. I think this is Z. She's in Z. Okay. The work ethic alone, I think, is incredible. And I mean, she's 19 years old and she found us, which I think that needs to be mentioned too. Yeah. Like she saw us out. Because she is an entrepreneur, she has started a business at 19 and realized that she wanted that support too. So I think that kudos to us for doing what we're doing. It yeah. makes a difference. She is our youngest bossy member now. Right. And that people of that age are are needing us because mm-hmm. I think I want to make sure that we're we're building something that's going to continue for, for generations and generations. So yeah. I think that's really important. So we're about to interview Leah Leverich. Mm-hmm. Leverich. Leverich. I didn't do the ch enough. But we get to hear about how an 18-year-old redefined decision day. Love it. 
We're going to learn what it's like to take a completely different path than everybody around you, which I think as entrepreneurs, it's what we do. It's lonely. It's scary. It's Mm -hmm. terrifying. And you're going against the grain in every way. But we did it as adults and she's doing it, well, did it at 18. Right. When everybody only talks about college and where you're going. Right. In college, you're in this bubble where everybody's same age, doing the same thing. And now she's walking into rooms where she's literally the youngest person in the room by a lot, I'm sure. Uh, I can't wait to find out how she's handling that. Me too. And to see how she sees the world, Mm -hmm. you know, in her generation, not that she speaks for everyone, but just to see what this new generation sees about all the changes that are happening and learning what that looks like from their eyes. Mm -hmm. And I think that we need to remind ourselves in society and Leah, that there is not a linear path to success. It's true. And that what decision you make at 5, 7, 18, 25, 40 mm-hmm. doesn't define you. Not at all. Awesome. Right. Well, I can't wait. Enjoy, bossies. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The hosts of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Welcome to another episode of Getting Real with Bossy. We're really excited to have you here today. We're here with Leah Leverich, and she's going to tell us a little bit about Decision Day Podcast. Yes, I am. Thank you so much for having me in this beautiful setup. (laughs) Very cozy. So Decision Day started, I graduated high school in 2022, and my whole senior year, I was just like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know where I want to go. College was never really a huge thought in my mind or next step, and I knew that I couldn't be the only one feeling that way. So just looking around on decision day itself at everyone who was wearing their college merch and like had a shirt on that said, uh, Oswego comes to mind because we were talking about that. I was just like, why haven't I figured it out? Am I behind? Is this normal? I just felt very lost. So it's just a great resource for 17, 18, 19 year olds. I mean, I'm 19. So once I'm 20, we'll say 20 year olds as well. (laughs) Um, just a great resource for navigating life after high school and reinforcing that there's no linear path to success and that you don't really have to take the traditional path if it doesn't feel right for you. So who do you interview on Decision Day? Uh, so I do a mix of solo episodes, kind of just documenting my journey because I am going through this currently and I never say that I'll never go to school. Like maybe I'll just decide I want to become a lawyer all of a sudden. Uh, but I interview really everyone. Like I just did a Navy SEAL. I just interviewed a writer. It's I'm trying to hit every single path possible, which could go on forever so that anyone listening or interested in listening can check out the podcast and be like, I want to become a lawyer. Oh, this is the episode for me. That's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) I don't know if I've blurted throughout our podcast um, times about how much I don't want my kids to go to school. Not really? School, school too. I'm, I'm anti-school. Um, I'm anti-college because the careers, like, if they want to be a doctor, you have to go to college. Obviously, like, yes. Right. Yes, if you want to be a scientist, like, you're going to have to go to college to study those types of things. But if you don't know what you want to do, why are you going to college? You could easily get into the trades. Yep. If all four of my daughters each picked a trade, 
they could start a freaking business yep. and be set for the rest of their lives, make, make their own that. schedules, be able to do anything they want. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm like, why go to college? And I'm still paying off my student loans. So why would I want to take on more loans? I'm not paying for their college. If they want to go to college, that's on that. Right. It was on me when I went. I mean, my parents helped, but it wasn't like, oh, we can pay for everything, especially because I failed out my first semester. Um, <laughs> lots of levels there, yeah. right? But there's just so many choices out there. I have a woman that works for me that just started trade school through Oasis, and I'm so excited for her. I'm like, that's nice. a great idea. Well, I think it's part of our our generation too. Our parent, a lot of people our age, our parents didn't go to college, so. When it came time for us, there was no other option. There was no other conversation happening. It was just your well, going and in to their college. in their view, that was your path to success. Right. The successful people they knew went to college, which was funny because my dad was successful and he was a truck driver. Right. My mom didn't have to work. I mean, she had like side gigs, you would call it now, you know, for extra cash and spending money and stuff. But my dad allowed us to be raised without needing. Right. The mindset's changing. Yeah, it's changing. My mom and I were having this this discussion. It's kind of like a pendulum. Where it swung all the way one way of like, college is the only option. What do you mean you're not going? You're lazy if you don't go. To now, I feel like we're approaching that other side of, well, there's so many other options. And even in 2023, it's like, just Google whatever you want to do. And there will probably be education there for you. I mean, I feel like even if you Google Harvard Law, like exam, can't you just find it? Probably. Probably. Teacher. So I don't know. Do you need to go to college to take the bar? That's a great question. Did she just do it? I know. (laughs) I know she was taking her bar exam. I don't know if she took classes first. Anyways, digress. So your parents were supportive of this decision. You're not going to school. Yes, they are definitely now. But in the beginning, I remember this one conversation. It was a Sunday. Actually, I dreaded them. But while I was in high school, every Sunday we'd have like a little meeting where my parents would sit down with me and be like, okay, how are you moving forward? What college are you interested in? What have you researched? What do you think you want to do? Who do you want to shadow? And I dreaded those conversations because I think I could just feel it in me. Like, I don't want to go to college. And it wasn't at that time. They were like, what do you mean you don't want to go? You have to be making a certain amount of money every month in order to say, no, I'm not going. So then you'll Mm -hmm. be set. You can't just sit around and do nothing. Um, But they, as they saw me working more and like building my brand and they could see that, okay, maybe like they started to come around to it. And then I think my old fashioned Italian grandparents being so much like, what do you mean you're not becoming an engineer and going to school for four years and then getting a nice stable job for the rest of your life. Once they saw that they were so one-sided about it, I think they were like, wait, that sounds a little wrong. There can't just be one way for everyone. And so as I've Like, I mean, I had to put in work. I haven't just been sitting around doing nothing. But once they saw that, I think they were more okay with it. And now they're definitely okay with it. We're even like with my sister, Lexi, just do whatever you want. Start figuring out what you want to do. And it's not like, what college are you going to anymore? It's like, what are you going to? Engineer is the new doctor. Mm -hmm. Everybody talks about, and I remember engineering was huge when I was going to college. Like nobody was really going to be a doctor. They were going to be an engineer and it was like a new thing. And I was like, that sounds really boring. I don't want to do that. So I just, you know, messed around for five years. <laughs> so when those, those conversations start happening, is that like in your junior year when they were asking? I really remember during the summers where every kid just wants to be like, okay, school's done. Who do I want to hang out with? What sleepovers do I want to have? I think in like eighth and ninth grade, which I'm so thankful my mom made me do this. She was like, pick three people and you're going to job shadow them. And I said, what the heck does that even mean? What I'm how old? 13, 14. 
I don't know how to reach out to people. I didn't know what that meant at all. I job shadowed a dermatologist because I went, okay, what doctor makes the most money? <laughs> dermatologist. I ended up fainting on the job shadow. That's a whole other story. It was um a time, I, but I'm also very grateful because it taught me, okay, I am not going to be a dermatologist. But I think those conversations started very early and I'm grateful for that. But the actual, like, where are you going to college? I think I was late. Like, I think I should have been doing it sooner. I didn't do actual college tours. Now, COVID is a little bit of a factor, but right. I didn't do actual college tours until like senior year, maybe the beginning of senior year. I didn't year. even think about that. That was one of my yeah. questions is whether or not you ever did the whole like, you know, college tour shebang, but, bit, but there was that no would have been slightly during co- Yeah. Like almost a ghost town. It also depends on like when you go for the tour. We kind of went in the fall. I didn't want to do that whole summer where everything looks beautiful. We Go in went, January. We went on a cloudy day in Rochester, like RIT. Um, I mean, it was nice, but again, I didn't feel that. It, I didn't feel like I belonged. My it One of my college sense. tours, I cried the whole way home. Stop it. Yeah. Why? I was like, I can't go here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it was. I think you might have had to take religion classes, so that mm-hmm. might have not helped. But I remember my parents were driving and I was in the back seat and I cried the whole way home. And I was like, I don't know what it is. I cannot go here. So and it's funny, too, because Erica went there. So, like, I might have actually met her earlier right. in my life <laughs> if I had gone there. But something was like, no. Heaven for a reason. Yeah. And that's how I picked the college I ended up going to because I well, was no the second time around. <laughs> I didn't leave crying. And I was like, OK, we're a step up. But that was like, that was it. It was like, it didn't make me cry. Interesting. Like, just not yeah, how we should decision. be choosing a decision that's going to impact the rest I of our lives. Ironically, work decision. makes me cry all the time. And <laughs> <laughs> still there. So still there. I know how you got to dermatology, and I appreciate that. Uh, looking for the best paying job. Was there anything when you were growing up that you really wanted to be or... I always feel like I've had that creative, like both my parents are in radio, so I had that entertainment side to me. So I feel like just being a doctor was never going to happen for me, no matter what. But because they were both in radio and I was around it and I love music, I was just like, I want to go on radio. And both my parents went, no, we want better for you. Absolutely Uh, not. (laughs) Which is funny because they are both incredibly successful in local radio. I think it's a joke among people in radio. They're like, do not go Mm -hmm. into radio, especially how it's evolving now. I mean, I do have a podcast, so in a way I'm kind of doing it. But I did want to go into radio. I mean, oh, gosh, I've been all over the place. When I did soccer, I wanted to be a physical therapist. Um, I thought I wanted to be a pharmacist, all these medical things that clearly didn't work out. In my senior year, I shadowed at an architecture firm because I thought I wanted to do interior design. But then I went, oh, the paycheck for architecture is pretty good. (laughs) Didn't love that either, though. I don't know. Something I just wanted to do something a little different and kind of come up with my own, which is basically what I'm doing. I just Mm -hmm. felt like none of it was right. So let me make my own that feels right. So I find it really interesting that all of the things you said that you looked at were like high paying, like I'm just going to get the most money I can get as fast Mm -hmm. as I can. And then you graduated and started a podcast and decided to become an entrepreneur instead of jumping into some kind of career. Yes. (laughs) Which is not the easiest way to get money. Yeah. I don't really know what the, I don't, I don't know. I just think during COVID, I started the entrepreneurial side of me like came out because in middle school and early high school, I had a homemade bath bomb business. They were a trend and we gave, it was bath bombs for charity. We gave money to charity and that was for National Junior Honor Society. That's like how I did my hours. So I was just making bath bombs in my basement, doing all the branding and logos and selling them. And I really liked it. I didn't love like 
I mean, it took a lot of discipline. And for a child, it's like you never want to work. So that part I didn't love, but the actual creativity of it and the freedom that came with making your own schedule, I really liked. And then my mom on the radio interviewed Brandon T. Adams, who's an entrepreneur. He's currently living in Nashville. She interviewed him. And then he was like, why don't I get on a call with your daughter and just give her some advice with her bath bomb business? And when my mom told me that, I was like, what did you just say? <sighs> I'm 16. I'm not getting on. First of all, Zoom was right. very, very new. And this, and <laughs> Were I you like, mortified I'm... that she talked about you on the radio? Well, I mean, it's been happening my whole life. I don't know what people know about me that I don't even know. It's That's a whole other thing. But she was like, Brandon would love to give you advice. So I said, okay, I don't even know what that means. And he gave me some advice, but I left that call crying. I was so terrified. I was like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what this means. He offered me a paid internship to do his social media because I feel like a lot of us in this age of Gen Z, we all grew up with social media. So it comes so natural. So I said, all right, I might as well. I'm doing it anyway. And so it just has blossomed from there. So when it came time for senior year to make my decision, I was like, I'm already working. I already have technically a full-time job. Personally, college felt like I'd be going a step back because mm -hmm. I already was getting that real-life work experience and making money. I would have had to spend less time with the job and more time at school. But also entrepreneurship is a major where what they're teaching you might be outdated right. very soon, especially with social media education that they'd be teaching you. It's constantly changing. Yeah, I just felt like I was already learning so what could they teach me that I wasn't already learning? It just personally, that was my decision and my path. And I'm very glad I took it. But yeah, that's what I'm currently doing. I even forgot what you said. What the question <laughs> no, was the it's beginning. okay about being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm, um, yes. So you are you still doing the social media for Brandon? Yes, it's now evolved. Um, social media, I produce this podcast. I have my own podcast. Um, I'm going on these uh, workshop that he, workshops that he hosts and events and getting video content there and managing the social media. And while I travel now alone, which is crazy to say, just the fact that I even have that opportunity, I'm so grateful for, I can meet people and network. And I just did a podcast episode on this actually of using your age to your advantage. So I know, I know we were talking about this a little bit ago, but mm -hmm. the fact that I'm 19 in a room with adults, it's like you stand out and then it can be good for networking and you're unique. You have a unique story to share. So yeah, it's just evolved, but I really, really like it. And you're traveling alone to these conferences at 19. Yes. It was very scary at the beginning of this year when I, the first one I ever had to do. So pivoting to that, what, it, what does it feel like when you walk into a room with all of these, like, are they entrepreneurial co conferences? Like, yes. what, so then you walk in and I assume, cause like our listeners are approximately in their thirties and forties, mm -hmm. majoritively to walk into a room of people of that age, maybe yes, older yeah. and be 19. I mean, you, you portray yourself as older than 19. Thank you. I, try. Uh, <laughs> and I don't think anybody's like, Oh, she's mad young. Like nobody would think you were under 21 even. Um, That's actually a really big compliment because I don't want to feel like I'm a, I hate that feeling of like, oh, she's the baby in the corner. No, no, no. Just pretend like I'm at your guys' age. So do you feel that when you walk into those conferences? Honestly, it's it takes a lot of How was it the first time you walked the into a conference? Because I feel oh like gosh. you're probably in two different spots now. So the first time you're in that room where the, you're the youngest person in the room who still need to... To have some authority, what yeah. was that like and what is it compared to like now? I was very, very timid and like, I'll just stay in the back. I'll keep quiet. Just get some videos. Act like I, I always wanted to find a task to do. I was like, okay, what can I do? What can I clean up? What 
pens can I put on the table just so I would keep busy kind of avoiding having that conversation with people that look over like, wait, she doesn't really look like the rest of us. Why is this kid here? Is she in the wrong room? Is she working for somebody? She's somebody's kid. Yep. Why isn't she in school? Um, so I think I've evolved from that now, but it took a lot of practice, obviously, as everyone says, but I think confidence is a huge part of it. Just being able to share your story and be confident when you're talking to people and just taking the age part out of it. Because I feel like in high school, it's like, oh, you have a crush on someone who's 17 and you're 15. And it's like this big age gap. But then when you enter the workforce, age just kind of goes out the window and you all just look at, okay, what do you do and how can I help you? So it's taken a lot. I mean, I'm still not even there. I don't think I'm looking for advice on how to get there really. Cause talking to people and sharing that part, it's like, it can be intimidating. You're on a great path because I think I still do those things. Mm -hmm. Like I will still be like, I'll clean up the pens. I'll do that. Like I don't feel comfortable talking to people because I feel I don't feel the confidence I should have for what I've accomplished in my life. And we talk about this a lot on the podcast, Mm -hmm. like different things that hold us back. And at 45, I'm having the exact same experience. So so you're already jumping because I wasn't practicing at 19, right? I just kind of got through and I didn't find these things out till I was in my 40s that I have to own my confidence Mm -hmm. and own my abilities. So you're already light years up. Thank you. (laughs) Practice and continuing to do it. And even when you don't want to go into that room, you just do it anyway. Yeah. Don't think about it as you're walking in. That's that's the stuff that'll continue to help that. Well, it helps being knowing people like you guys, really, that reassures me like that. I mean, that's a huge part of it. Thank you. You're welcome. I love that you had the grit to like even think about that. Like, I'm going to find things to keep busy. Like, (laughs) I'm going to have this to-do list. I'm going to fix these patterns. I'm going to do these things. When you're just sitting at a table on your phone or something, someone will probably come up to you. Hey, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. What's your name? Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) No, no, no. Let me just, I'm busy. Right. I'm sorting patterns. Yep. The Union Tavern is a beautifully restored building with a rich history and views of Lake Ontario. Featuring New England favorites and hearty comfort food, everyone will have a favorite dish. From large groups to intimate dinners, there's plenty of space to celebrate special occasions. Come visit us at 4565 Culver Road, right across from the Jackrabbit. So back to your high school time, did most of your class go go right to college? It felt like everyone around me in my grade just went to college. And it was a lot of times a college that was within a three-hour drive. Like, nobody went to a crazy... Some people would go down south and stuff like that, but it was more rare. It just, to me, felt like, why is everyone taking almost a safe path? It might have been just a, oh, they didn't know where they wanted to go. They just picked one. But personally, I felt like I can't do that. It's an investment of time and money, and I didn't want to just pick one and be fine with it. And I I have been seeing those people that just picked one. Like, people are transferring. I'm starting to Mm -hmm. see it now. People move schools, which is totally fine. But I just wonder what if it would have been different if they would have taken time or if they would have done more to figure it out. But a few people went into the military, but very, very few. And I don't know anyone just didn't go. I think everyone went somewhere. So what's that like when, I mean, I think that's one of the things my parents were like, you got to go to college. Like there's that whole part of it that you're, you need, you're meeting new people and those connections. And then that was a big thing for for their reasoning for one of many reasons they forced me into college. Yeah. But what's Which that I mean, like I, when you're watching all of your friends go away to school and you're here ooh. earning a living? I mean, <laughs> I I know what I would think, but like, what's that like at 18 watching all of your friends kind of go on to this next 
phase and and here you are very lonely honestly especially when uh like i have a friend who's also named leah she's in new york city and that's super cool but it's also like i will only see her a few times out of the year and in the summer because everyone just kind of flees it is nice when you want to like go to a grocery store and see nobody that you know maybe you're looking crazy you just want (laughs) to not see anyone but then it also can get a bit lonely. I think that's why I really started the podcast to find like-minded people. So I didn't feel so much like, like it just, it can't just be me feeling like this. Maybe you should interview some of them now that they're a couple years in. Mm. I gotta write like a different, (laughs) a different twist on your decision day, right? Like, okay, you're two years into college. How's that working? Right. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling about those decisions you made? Right. Well, at least you can go visit people. Mm-hmm. Don't though. I need to get out more. Okay. How did your teachers and guidance counselors like? Ooh. Did they call you out? Were they like you have to go? Uh, so when I was in senior year, I was fully under the impression that I wanted to go to that school in New York City called FIT because I thought I wanted to be an interior designer. So I was talking to my counselors, or my counselor. She was very nice, but I also think my school personally didn't do a good enough job setting me up for life after high school. A lot of it was on my own. And thankfully, my parents were involved enough to be like checking in on me, even though I hated it. Where are you going? What are you doing? Who are you reaching out to? So she supported me going to for interior design. And then I did the whole portfolio process. And I actually took a semester. I didn't start in I wouldn't have started in the fall. I would have started spring 2023. And I graduated in June 2022. If I got in so I made that summer after I graduated high school, I made my whole time was just spent getting the portfolio ready and applying because I was really late in figuring out what I thought I wanted to do. And so I got the whole portfolio ready. I applied, I got in. And then that's really where the podcast was born because I went, all right, if I don't go, because it just didn't feel right when I got in, I said, but I'm working and I like what I'm doing. And it's like, I had to choose one or the other. And then I was like, all right, if I don't go, I'm just going to have to start this podcast so I can document it almost like as a backup just in case. But yeah, they were the teachers and whatever, they were fine. It was just more of what college are you going to versus what are you doing? And like, what do you need? I feel like even when we were in, oh, and I you probably agree, like nobody asked me what I needed. Mm-mm, nobody no asked wish. me why I was making the decision right. I made. No, we had a test on this really old computer that you answered a bunch of questions and then it printed out this list and said, <laughs> these are the <laughs> things that to school for. It was redi- absolutely really? ridiculous. Actually, one, my English teacher, sorry. After tests, that's what they were. Yes. Oh, really? Ours were on paper. Well, ours were on computer. I'm sorry. <laughs> One of my teachers had a poster up and she had everyone go up and write where they were going to school and what they were going for. That was a hard day in English class because I was like, I don't know. Let me just write something because now you're comparing. Yeah. Right? Now you're going, oh, they're going to. Peer pressure. Well, I mean, there's none of that going on in high school, right? Where right. we're comparing yeah. ourselves to other people. <laughs> we need and more peer pressure. I get the idea of like, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate their decision. Let's like, you made it. Which. It's justified. Like, yeah, let's celebrate. But I think, but it's not the only decision. Let's celebrate everyone's decision, not just what college are you going to. Especially if you don't know. Like, it's totally okay not to know because we're going to figure it out eventually. But yeah, actually, that really stands out. Now that we're bringing that back up, and I took all the career quizzes, I took all the personality quizzes, I took a class that was specifically supposed to set you up for taking the SATs. I was trying everything. Well, I mean, I think I got into interior design because the quizzes told me, oh, interior design. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. I'll just run with it. Like, I don't know. That was not a fun so time. much pressure. Mm-hmm. Really? So you're not regretting your decision at all then? 
as of right now, I'm not because I mean, doing this interview right here is reason <laughs> enough. It's so much fun. Oh, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> well, they say that like when my kids go into the workforce, the jobs that are going to be there for them don't actually exist right now. Mm-hmm. So like the way I see it, you're a step ahead because you're kind of in between these two worlds that are changing. Like, I feel like there was that like whole millennial generation that was in between two changes. Well, I guess it was generation X yeah. that was in between the two changes. Sorry. And now we're kind of having that again where the world is changing so quickly that you're going to have this generation that does not understand the difference, right? Like I literally went to college and that was my first time using a computer was my freshman year of college, right? So like we had typewriters Mm -hmm. for typing classes. (laughs) They didn't teach you any of that. So there's this big change happening and a lot of your peers are going to be in these defined roles in four years, in these defined careers with these defined you know, degrees, and then the whole world's going to change. Well, and so much is changing. We talk about, you know, doing our own ads and stuff. I mean, five years ago, I would have hired, I would have hired a company to come in and do that. Mm -hmm. Now I jump on Canva and I am not a design person. We are not sponsored by Canva, but we are willing. But like there are jobs, like what, 10 years, if you're a graphic design, so like all that stuff, you were, you were, oh my God, you were in the yeah, I can build a website and you have to consider that one of the things I wanted to go for graphic design. And mm-hmm. then I sat and thought about it. I was like, is that going to be smart? Everyone needs it now. But are they going to, I mean, AI yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Very good point. Right. So something that was just so hot and so necessary is now, I mean, there's still people doing it and there's still, on some level, there's some companies that are always going to use that, but yeah, small businesses like us, we're going to jump on Canva and chat GPT and just get our work done. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, we could build a website in two hours now. And now your, your iPhone or yeah. whatever phone you're using, cause it's not always iPhones have amazing cameras. Like you have what, an LG or something and uh pixel, pixel, Google pixel, Google pixel. <laughs> we're not sponsored by Google or we iPhone, but we could be, um, <laughs> <laughs> we'd be willing to talk about it. But I remember the first time you sent me a picture with your phone. Um, mm-hmm. You don't, not that you don't need photographers. I still hire a photographer for like right. big shoots, yep. but like basic business stuff and basic ads and stuff. I just take a picture. Yeah. yeah. That's a big thing to consider when you're graduating. Just what's going to be out there. Evolve. Yep. So your parents are in radio and you are having a podcast. Mm-hmm. How much did your parents, you said that you loved being at the studio and loved what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Growing up for me, everybody worked at Kodak. Oh my everybody's gosh, my grandpa parents, worked at Kodak. Everybody's mm-hmm. parents worked at Kodak. I bet they know each other. Or my, my father was a truck driver, right? So I saw the world very differently yep. and how to survive in the world very differently because I had a different working class family, mm-hmm. right? So when your parents do a different job than everybody else is, mm-hmm. like you kind of see things a little bit differently. Yeah. Do you feel like them being in radio made you have like an alternative perspective on your outlook? Yeah, I think that's just where the creativity comes in. Of Well, they're so good at networking because it's just, I mean, you're talking for a living. You're mm-hmm. constantly entertaining. And my mom is so, so good at communicating with people and making them basically fall in love with her by the end of the conversation because she's just so good at it. So that definitely helped with the networking side. But also, I think the biggest um, influence on my decision was my dad always knew he wanted to be in radio. He's one of those people that got lucky and they woke up and they said, yeah, I know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. So that didn't help in terms of my situation, but he started college and then never finished it for like financial reasons. He was already working, he moved. So I think that had a really big influence because him 
being successful and not going to college or having a degree. I was like, well, hello, you can't really tell me that I need one. Right. You right. Don't have one in well, your they're of the generation that our parents said you have to go to college. Yep. You know, so being of that generation and being successful in something that you didn't need to go to college for is a whole different twist. From what I can tell, some of it might have been a waste, if that's if I'm hearing correctly. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I waste. Well, so I use things I've learned at college. Mm -hmm. My parents always get mad at me when I say I didn't need to go. (laughs) Um, If I didn't go, every everything we do leads us to where we end up. Yeah. Right. So if I didn't take that path, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be doing this. I would have been doing something completely different. And when I failed out my freshman year, they were like, you either go get a full time job or get yourself into MCC and pay your own way until you get your shit together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't really want to work at Wegmans full time. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to go go back to school and figure this out, which took me five and a half years to graduate. I ended up getting a degree in sociology because that's what I had the most credits in. And I got to the point where I was like, I need to stop paying for school. Mm, Right. So like, what do I have the most credits in that I could just get a degree in? Get the paper. Yeah. Like I'm done. So it's essentially a liberal arts degree, but my degree in sociology led me to a lot of the things I've done. I went back to school for special ed. I had very specific desires of what I wanted to do, what I wanted to affect in the world. Not necessarily the job I wanted, but like what I wanted that job to feel like. And I've carried that into my career now. Mm -hmm. So I wonder like if I didn't go, I was still very ideological and like driven at 18. So I wonder like how that would have played out. out. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a very expensive route to my current career. Mine was a waste. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it mean, didn't lead to, I know nothing, you know, I knew nothing about business ownership. I knew nothing about finances. I knew nothing about budgeting. I knew nothing about all the important HR stuff. stuff, right? Like all that. I had none of that was taught. Yeah. I mean, I was a technical theater and design major, as you and I were talking about. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot from doing the actual shows and stuff, but that wasn't so much part of my schooling and what I did outside of school and the work that I did outside of school has led me to where I am now, but none of actual school did. I'm glad I didn't go on for my master's. When I started working at Hillside after I left my theater career, um, I planned on maybe going for my teaching degree or social work and final and finalizing that. And I think that would have been fine. And that would have led me down a different path, but a path I would have been happy with and very felt Probably successful. equally as stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that wasn't anything I came to until I was in my mid twenties. So, okay. you know, yeah. that was, if I would have just taken time, I may have gotten to that path, but. Mm-hmm. And without being anti-college, there's just this, these things that we have to consider. Yeah. Right? High schoolers have to consider because it's not talked about enough. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do here. Bring right. light to it. And I think the conversation is what's important because there are people like your dad that will wake up. They know what they want to do. And I wish. And they're they're good to go. <laughs> and there are some people that need that structure that going to college, it's going to provide them with that social aspect or that structure that they might right. need. But you have to talk about the fact that maybe, maybe that gap year is a thing. Maybe mm-hmm. taking some time. Maybe not going into school at all and learning a trade of something yes. to fall back on those or everybody should know how to fix shit in your own house before you can go to college oh there we go right <laughs> and with the gap year thing you can take time like i took that semester but i was avidly doing stuff during that time i think that's the impression that people get of oh you're taking a gap year what are you gonna do travel find yourself are you gonna lay around no no no, no. you got to 
do stuff to move yourself forward. Because that's always the thing people will say like, oh, well, once you stop going, you'll never want to go back, which I mean, I'm not the best example because I right. never want to go back. Even if I change my mind, it, I don't know. That's don't honestly why back. I took five and a half years because I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was too scared to stop. Mm-hmm. because I was making really good money. And I was like, if I stop going to school, I'm not going to go back. And mm-hmm. I need to get this degree if I ever want to do something with my life. Right. Turned out I didn't. You know what I actually say the most important thing from college is? Yeah. What? Teaching you to see other perspectives. Mm. So I felt like you constantly had to, well, maybe it was just the teachers I had, but you had to like, you know, write papers that argue and argue that, argue something that you didn't maybe believe in. or a side that you didn't take, but it was like, okay, you have to be able to argue this or you have to be able to defend this. And like just learning those different sides and being around a lot of people that didn't have the same backgrounds as me and the same belief systems as me. I found that really important. Yeah. So it's like, if you can find a way to do that Mm -hmm. in your life, like you don't have to pay a hundred thousand dollars to do it. Oh yeah. I think mine was like $4,000 a year. Went yeah. to a state school in the I went early to a state 90s. school when I failed out. Yeah. And then I went to MCC and then I went to Fisher. And then I went back to Fisher for my master's, which doubled my student loans. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And no anti college at all. I yeah. think it's anti. Like, but I I was in my own like if I would have been taking classes like that, they might have been a different scenario. But for my degree, we were just in such this little bubble. Like mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. Well, and it's a privilege thing too. Like mm-hmm. I know so many kids from work and from prior work that went to college because they were told they had to go to college. And so they went to MCC, but they weren't prepared even for MCC. So they end up failing out. And it's like, you know, that they're going to fail out because you know that they're going to have to take these zero credit classes because you know how they were doing in math and nobody at school is telling them this is what you need to do. It's like, yeah. okay, well, we let you pass. We let you graduate. Now you're going off to MCC. And then MCC is like, well, you, you can't pass this test. I can't give you this class. You're on your own. So now you have to pay for like a zero credit class that you're going to stop going to right. because why? Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's like you already have to be in a privileged position to succeed at college. Right. But it's just a whole nother layer of privilege that's keeping an entire generation of kids out of it. That's a good point. And that bubble thing that you just said, the re- one of the reasons I like that school in New York City, because I was like, oh, New York City, that would be cool. It's far away. It's different. I'd be independent. But I still had that school kind mm-hmm. of protecting me while I live there because it's like, oh, at least I attended the school. They've got me while I'm living in a big city. Right. So that's a part of it. But I don't know. It's just got to be worth it fully. Yeah. It's got to feel right. So what's your future? What do you see for yourself? Where Ooh. do you want to be? I think I need to think about that more, actually. Like, everyone's always telling me, write down your goals, write down... Oh, I don't do that What do you see in 40-year-old Leah? I hope that I'm not working a lot, and, like, I'm setting myself up now where I can... I love traveling, so the ability to travel and explore and just doing something that I really... Everyone always says that, but doing something that doesn't feel like work, whatever that means. I know, like, you still have to put the work in, but that would be cool to really find, like, my thing... And to be helping people. And really what I feel like right now, which I hope I don't listen to this in like five years, cringe. But I feel like... We can re-record then. (laughs) Yeah, we'll do an update. I feel like I have a passion to help women. I mean, I guess I bet you guys can relate. But just to help women specifically, it just lights me up. Like anything supporting women. So if I could be doing something that I love to do 
that is making me money, obviously, but also can be supporting or powering women in some way, that would be really cool. Well, I have no doubt you will get there. You make your decisions very intentionally and you follow your own path. And I have no doubt you will. Thank you. You will get to wherever it is that you want to be. Thank you so much. So our listeners are usually like 30s, 40s. <laughs> who are maybe at the age where they have children who are getting ready to go to school. What message can you give to them to help them not be, to know that there are other options out there? Oh, I would say if I'm thinking back to how I was feeling, you're not alone. If you don't know what you want to do, there's really no rush. It feels like, Oh, the last day of school, you got to know there is not a rush. And if you don't have it figured out, that's totally okay. As long as you're doing things to figure it out, taking steps to figure it out, you should be totally fine. It'll all fall into place. It's just that drive to want to figure yourself out and to understand yourself and to feel like a sense of belonging. But don't choose a path just because of pressure or because you're comparing yourself to someone else or because someone told you to. It's got to feel totally right for you. I always think it's so important to remember, like, trust your gut because Mm -hmm. going to the few college tours I went on or getting the acceptance letter, I didn't feel a genuine excitement and like, okay, I belong here. Now, what I'm doing right now, I feel that a little bit more. So you really have to trust yourself in that aspect because of how much you'd be investing your time and your money if you with whatever you decide to do. And also, if you have kids that are unsure, definitely check out Decision Day or reach out to me because I'd love to help and kind of give my perspective and advice to prevent students from maybe making some mistakes that I made. So listen to your kids, listen to Decision Day podcast. Have the open conversation, especially Mm -hmm. for the parents. I hated it at the time, like I said, but I loved that we would have those conversations just so it was, it was obviously always top of mind, but just to be open and really listen of what they want to do versus where do you want to (laughs) go? I love it. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. First time ever being interviewed. You did great. (laughs) I'm always going to remember this one. Oh, wonderful. Excellent. So anything you have coming up, anything you want to tell listeners about? I just had a website while I collaborated with Mike Silvestri. If anyone's interested in getting their website done, Onvari is what it's called. I'm going to preach about him all day because it was amazing. So my new website is just leahleverage.com and all my information's on there. Awesome. And you spell your last name L-E-V-E-R-I-C-H. And they can find your podcast on all the streaming sites. Pretty sure. I mean, I did it myself. I put it up myself. So let me know if you can't find it. But yes, it should be everywhere. Excellent. Decision Day podcast. And if somebody wants to be interviewed... I have a nephew that's 18. He's graduating. He's going to college. Are you interviewing people who are going or just people that are avoiding going? I'm taking anyone. It's yeah. Reach out to me on, you can message me on social media, decision day podcast, or on my website, there's a little contact set up. Thank you for listening. Our future is bright with people like Leah in the world. Can I just, like, surround myself with some clones? Can we just clone her? I know. Do you think her parents would mind? I don't think they would. I think they would understand. (laughs) Do you think they know how awesome she is? They know what a gem she has. Oh, I think they are part of who she is. They really raised her to be an independent thinker. And even though they were still putting pressure on her, but it was such a different type of pressure than the feel like the pressure that we got when it came time to decide what we were going to do for the rest of our lives when we were getting high and Nobody making bad decisions yeah. like 
that wasn't the time to make good decisions. I wasn't in a good place for that. No. Somebody should have looked at me and been like, you shouldn't be in charge of your right, finances. Right, exactly. Or your future. Exactly. It's terrible. It's <laughs> wrong. Uh, but it is encouraging to know that this is the next generation of entrepreneurs we're going to see. And I love talking to young people about business. Mm-hmm. Just any kind of conversation I can have with a young person about business because getting that fresh perspective, like mm-hmm. we don't see the world the same way. No. We don't have the same concerns. We don't have the same issues. They're way more used to social media than we are. Right. Like it's just a part of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think that it phases them nearly as much as it phases us. No. Yeah. I'm excited to continue to watch her grow. I'm excited that she's chosen to spend her time with us and that she sees value in what we're doing because it's going to be one of those situations where we all learn a whole lot more from her than she learns from us. Oh, hell yeah. And I think that everyone listening should keep that in mind. Mm Mm-hmm. Find people who are outside of your generation, whether it's older or younger. Mm -hmm. Um, We talk a lot about, you know, diversity and inclusion and getting perspectives on what our businesses look like to people that aren't like us in whatever way that is. And I think that we need to include age in that. Mm -hmm. What does our business look like with older and younger generations and how can we meet their needs? Right. Good point. I love talking to her. Me too. And Leah's interviewing us as well. So you can hear about our college experiences, (laughs) which we did not talk about our experience itself Mm -mm. at college. If she knew, if anyone knew, mom, don't listen to this. Yeah, right. What I was actually up to in college. um, Not good. (laughs) It was not education. No, it was not a good use of their money. (laughs) My money. (laughs) We only talked about our decisions to go to college, so you can check that out at Decision Day Podcast. Mm -hmm. And you can find out more about Leah at leahleverich.com, L-E-A-H-L-E-V-E-R-I-C-H.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you to our sponsors, Selena's Mexican Restaurant. Oh, I hear that's a great place. Marshall Street Bar and Grill. The Union Tavern. Never heard of them. Maybe we should go check them out. Let's go. Yeah. Thank you to Jazzy. And uh, follow us at Bossy Rock, B-O-S-S-Y-R-O-C. Go to our website, bossyrock.com. Email us. Hey, you just want to talk? We'll talk with you. Yeah. You want to be a guest? Bossyrock at Mm gmail.com. All right. Get out there and be bold. Be brave. Be the boss. Live it, love it, lime it with Selena's Mexican Restaurant at the Village Gate. Come for the food, stay for the fun. Become a part of Selena's family. Selena's offers daily specials, happy hour at the bar, and catering, plus dietary menus for celiac, vegan, and vegetarian guests. Find out more at selenas.com, S-A-L-E-N-A-S.com. The Union Tavern is a beautifully restored building with a rich history and views of Lake Ontario. Featuring New England favorites and hearty comfort food, everyone will have a favorite dish. From large groups to intimate dinners, there's plenty of space to celebrate special occasions. Come visit us at 4565 Culver Road, right across from the Jackrabbit.